Welcome to Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to single adults and men at First Baptist O'Fallon, and uh, I am joined today with Bryce McGuire, student pastor. hey And Josh Rink, our kids' life pastor. Hello, hello. And you all are uh, bringing excellent hellos as usual. Good to have you. And uh, hey, we did all make it last week. We said, uh, Lord willing, mm. because uh, Josh was away traveling mm. and uh, learning and things like that, and so... Um, brought you back. Of course, this week that we're recording, there's all sorts of snow. Anybody have an interesting time getting into work or anything? No, not at all. It's easy for you. I mean, I just shovel my driveway. First time in my adult life I've ever had to do that. So that's you know, exciting. I feel like we need to have a slow clap, yeah. like build. For... It's only because I lived in an apartment, so they shoveled the snow for me. Now I actually have to shovel the snow myself. But it was cool. I got to actually meet my neighbor hmm. because I had to borrow a shovel because I couldn't get out of my driveway to go buy a shovel. And it actually created some like a good opportunity. I got to know his name, got to learn a little bit about him. So good relationship building with my neighbor. That is excellent. So what I'm hearing is there's different levels to adulthood. So you have reached the uh, the first step where you shovel your own driveway. Yeah. I've reached the step where I pay the neighborhood kid to <laughs> shovel my driveway. So uh, I look forward to that stage of life. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, that is what I did this week. So, uh, but anyway, it's good to be here with you guys. Um, we uh, we've had a good start to our This Is Us series, which um, that's what our church is going through right now. For anyone listening, we're having a, a churchwide emphasis called This Is Us, and um, it's really just trying to talk about our church vision and values. And so uh, we've covered already our vision, which is we exist to glorify God and do His will. And so really seeing that as the purpose in life, the purpose about why we even come to church. Um, but then our first value we talked about is being God-centered and how God's not just a priority in life. He's He should be the center of all things we do. Mm-hmm. So um this week, we're moving on to value two, which is being Bible-based. And uh, I actually wrote the lesson because this is a... So this this church-wide emphasis, when we say that, is um, we have our pastor. He preaches on whatever topic that week, but then our small groups follow up with that. Um, and then, of course, right now we're uh, following up also with podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is a church-wide emphasis. And so the small group lesson, Bible-based, um, I wrote that this week. And uh, so... In years past, I've, I've uh, often done the Bible portion of our curriculum, um, but this year what I wanted to do instead of what I typically do is, you know, some some verses that tell why the, the Bible is important to be part of, um, I guess, the center of our thinking and, mm-hmm. and way of doing church and life. Um, but this, this time, this year, I wanted to do one that just kind of demonstrated the power of of Scripture and, mm-hmm. and God's heart for Scripture. And so I uh, hope people are plugging into a life group, uh, which is what we call our small groups, because it's perfect time to do that, to hear about our church, learn about our church. And and Bryce, I think you said uh, all that stuff's out there online, right? They- it is, yes. Um, welcome to the year 2021. So <laughs> all the messages are on our website. Um, even like the, the lessons, like the devotional that you wrote is actually available for free on our website to download all that kind of stuff. It's really good daily devotionals. I've been doing them, keeping up with them. So fbcofallon.org, shameless plug right there. That's right. And they, you can just go to that website, fbcofallon.org, and just scroll down until you see This Is Us. 
and click on it and you'll be able to find that information there. Um, so we are, as we have these last two weeks, we're following up the lesson that people will have studied on Sunday and heard the message on Sunday. We're going to stick with that same topic to kind of reinforce it. Uh, obviously, we talk about it from a different angle, but mm-hmm. still, we're talking about value two of our church, which is being Bible-based. Mm-hmm. And so I want to start this out by talking about um, the distinction that is being Bible-based and, and in what ways does being Bible-based make us distinct as a church. And so what you got for us? Yeah, I think um, I think one of the ways that being Bible-based as a church makes us distinct is because um, honestly, there are churches that that don't preach the Bible, um, and, and I don't say that in like this kind of judgmental. Like this isn't like we're not talking about different styles of preaching. We're not talking about different approaches to church. I'm, I'm straight talking about like there are churches that like never open the Word of God, and so you know their foundation is kind of you know I would say kind of lacking. It's kind of fluid, right? Doesn't they don't want to have that? But also too, there are pastors and preachers and. Um, even like Bible school, like, you know, professors who would actually teach you that you can't trust the whole word of God, right? They, they would say, hey, you can believe parts of it. Um, you can believe this, you can believe that, but the whole thing, it's not really accurate. Um, there's a lot of inconsistencies to it. Um, and so they actually end up kind of attacking the very thing mm-hmm. that they say that they love and that they have based their life off of. And so I think it's important to recognize that, you know, there are churches, there are people, there are pastors, professors, um, authors, people that you follow, right, who maybe they genuinely love God. I'm not here to judge their heart, um, but that they would actually teach you that you you can't believe the whole Bible, and that's just not what we believe here at FBCO. Right, and so when we talk about being distinct, what we're not saying is that we're alone, like we're the only church out there who is Bible-based. Right. Uh, of course, that's not what we're talking about, uh, but we are trying to say that this is a distinction people should look for in churches mm-hmm. is that they are Bible-based, that they, uh, what Bryson's talking about is they believe that Scripture is God-breathed, that it's inerrant, that it's the authority of our life, that it's central to our life of faith, um, that it is God's Word. And so uh, when we think about being distinct, that really, above other things, is what a person should look for in a mm-hmm. church. It's not, hey, I hope People have a good kids' life program, right? right. We, we have a great one. I hope they have a good first student, student ministry. Uh, we have a great one. You know, I, I hope they have good worship and and so on and so on and so on. I hope they have all great. And, and we, we have great And it's worship. a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Great I didn't finish that thought. Um, yeah, Mark, Mark, if he's listening, uh, you do a great job. But, uh, but I hope that churches have those things. Great, but those aren't right. alone a reason to go to a church if a church is not Bible based. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't see scriptures, the authority over their life and and over their church. So, mm-hmm. what do you got for us, Josh? Yeah. Well, you know, to go with what we said, the name—I mean, the name of this podcast is Faith in Real Life, and so that that faith—that's a word we throw out often. We're saying mm-hmm. like, how do I have, you know, a, a godly faith? you know, in this life, in real life, because everything's not always, you know, you know, sweets and candy and unicorns, right. you know, it's, we, we have to deal with hard things. So with that, you know, we need to say that if we want to be biblically based, it puts an anchor of our faith, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what's going on, like on the water, you know, if you're not familiar with what an anchor, you know, an anchor is what keeps the boat stabilized. So it doesn't matter if the wind's blowing up top or if the waves start rocking, the boat is going to stay in its place. So for us in our faith, no matter what's going on in this world around us, we need this. And because we need to be able to grow our faith. And mm-hmm. I just think back to Romans 10, 
verse 17, where it says, Our faith comes by hearing. Well, where does the hearing? The hearing comes by the Word of God, Mm -hmm. meaning that that is where we have to get it from. So when we hear the Word of God, that's when we respond with our faith, meaning that the more that this comes from the Word of God that is biblically based, guess what's going to happen to our faith? It's going to get healthier, Mm -hmm. and it's going to stay firm, Mm -hmm. and we're going to be able to hold our ground and to know that when, when things are going to come around, not to say that the wind's going to make you wet, you know, and you're going to lose balance when you're standing on the boat, but we know that we're firmly planted mm-hmm. and we say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you through this, and this is what we're going to do. Yeah, if I could just go off of that, Josh, I like how you mentioned just that fresh reminder, like this is called faith in real life. And so, you know, I think as a good reminder, even to myself, it's important to be a part of a Bible-based church, right? I think first and foremost, be a part of a local community, whatever that looks like for you that is Bible-based, that preaches the Word of God, that isn't ashamed of the gospel, all those things. But the reality is, is like you can go to a Bible-based church and be very heavily influenced by non-Bible-based people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so think about like the fact that you don't want to just be Bible-based in real life, but you also want to be Bible-based in online as well. Um, You know, in fact, for me, I would probably say that where I see what I would consider some of the greatest areas of not being Bible-based has actually been social media. Um, And I think, and again, I'm not here to judge. I think most of the time, the people that I see, and I'm not even really talking about big pastors or preachers or speakers, I'm talking about just, you know, students in our student ministry or people in our church or just people I've been connected to in life. Like they'll say something on, on social media, like in a caption. And I think like a lot of times I'm like, okay, I think I know what you mean. You know, I, th- I think I get what you're saying. Um, but I'm like, that's just not, that doesn't line up with scripture. Like what you just said doesn't actually line up with the word of God. It it sounds really good. It, it's very catchy. Um, in fact, you know, if, if I was just scrolling quickly, I probably wouldn't even think much of it. But when you really stop to think, you're like, okay, is this biblically correct, right? Does this actually match up? And so I just say, you know, mm-hmm. to have faith in real life, and to be Bible-based, it's not just about going to a Bible-based church, um, but be careful who you follow on social media. Um, there's a lot of really, you know, energetic, um, very big speakers and pastors um, who, you know, have a large following, and they're entertaining to watch, but at the same time, like, that's not the goal, right? Like, the goal is to um, not be influenced by a person, but be influenced by the Word of God. And so, I don't know, just just you saying that faith in real life just kind of made me think about that. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And so, um, maybe to give people a tangible example, one that you see often on social media, um, that God God won't give you more than you can handle. Yeah, that's right? a good one. Yeah, that's good. That's a good example. That's just an example of, of things you see out there. Right. And it's like, well, what about death? How are you at handling death? Uh-huh. I mean your own death, because one day God may give you that, right? Mm-hmm. Unless he returns first, you may face death, and and I'm completely incapable of handling it on my own. Yeah. Um, and so all sorts of witty sayings mm-hmm. out there. Um, the, the thing that hopefully people are hearing us say is that be a student of the Word. Yeah, absolutely. Balance and check your beliefs and your thoughts and your theories and your philosophies and your worldview. Balance and check all of that against the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And if and if the Word of God is just another source and it's not the source, mm-hmm. then it's going to be easy to go adrift and let astray. It needs to be the source. It's yeah. the source of your truth and, and your ideas and your thoughts and your beliefs and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to say one more thing. I have, um, I, anytime I talk about this, I just think of Ezra 7.10, 
Um, and it says, Now Ezra had determined in his heart to study the law of the Lord, obey it, and teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. So that's Ezra 7.10. And what you hear there is a threefold mission, that you want to learn God's word, you want to obey God's word, and then you want to teach God's word. Mm -hmm. And if we could say, uh, I think, anything that makes us distinct besides our um, allegiance to our Lord Jesus Christ is that we also believe in his word, and we believe we need to learn his word, obey his word, and teach his word to others. And that that forms a great mission for our church and, mm -hmm. and for hopefully the lives of people who uh, will come to our church and fill our churches. We hope to make that imprint on them and hope they make that imprint on others yeah. is that they love God's word and want to obey it and want to teach it to other people. And so I think That's that good, makes man. us distinct. Any, any other thoughts on this one, guys? about what makes us distinct. Mm -hmm. All right, so we've talked about a lot of different things. You know, we talked about um, that the Bible needs to be our anchor, that um, we're not alone in believing that it makes us distinct, but but Scripture makes us distinct, and there's a lot of people out there who um, would teach that you don't really need to believe all of it. Um, you could maybe pick and choose the parts you like. Um, maybe they wouldn't say that, but that might be a logical consequence. And so that's what I want to talk about next is consequences. Mm -hmm. What are the consequences of not being Bible-based? So, I, I, Josh, we'll start with you this time. <laughs> so, you know, when we start thinking about biblically based, right, it's saying that that is kind of the bottom. Like That's where we start. You know, we... In kids' life, we we started like putting together. This is us. We started just when I started going through it. I started picturing like a house being built, and I, and I can't remember if I've said this in other podcasts before. So just bear with me if you've heard this already. But you know, we started talking about well, what is the most important part of the house? Like if you ask any builder, any contractor, like what 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 is the most important thing? And I would say like nine out of ten, if not ten out of ten, will tell you. It's, it's the foundation, mm -hmm. you know, because if the foundation is off, if it's crooked, if it's not measured correctly, it is going to throw. It doesn't matter your blueprint. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good the framers are, mm -hmm. but it's just not going to stand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it comes back to um, as we we had a little conversation, what chapter it was in. Bryson one, he got the closest Matthew seven, where it talks about, you know, the wise. I said Matthew six, just so everyone knows. Just so it's very clear. close. Right, we all agreed it was Matthew. By the way, we knew it was there. We're trying to think of the number, but you know, it just makes you think. But I mean, that's it. The wise and foolish builder. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The mm -hmm. foolish man built his house upon the sand. The sand gave way. The house fell. But the guy on the rock, yeah. his house is, is standing. Right. You know, for us in our faith, we will have a foundation in something no matter what. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If it's not the Bible, it's going to be of our own hearts mm -hmm. and of our own beliefs. Well, you know, the scripture says, Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, the heart is deceitful above all things, mm -hmm. desperately sick. And the Lord rises, he tests the heart. Mm -hmm. So it is a, hor I mean, so we can't trust the heart. You know, when we say follow your heart, that's another one of those phrases we see that is not in the Bible because it reminds us. You yeah, want to say there's something. like that song, Listen to Your Heart. Have you ever heard that one? <laughs> it's Tom Petty, right? Is that, or is it Celine Dion? Is that the Celine Dion song? Uh, there's, 
It's um, like, we're being judged. I'm not going to. People, <laughs> people gonna, are judging I'm us. I'm not right going to sing it, so but bad. it's like you know, listen to your heart before. It's like a romance. No, go ahead and sing it because we don't know what you're talking. No, about. No, I'm not going <laughs> to sing it. Sorry, Josh, you go. I'm going to quit making faces that, that show that I'm thinking thoughts. But you, you know, I think we do need a segment on the podcast of Bryson singing at some point. I no, think I actually that'll be Bryson. That'll be Bryson's <laughs> spinoff show. Oh, we can all sing. It's well, just okay. a question of can we sing? Let me well. rephrase that. I'm not going to be like up on stage, but like you're not going to like be cringing if that makes sense. My joyful noise is not going to be joyful to some to the ears of others, but listen to your heart and listen to Josh saying the, the good word. Oh, Josh man, is where, like, where, where was we? I even where, talking where about? We? Something about a house foundation. Okay, house foundation. <laughs> Listening. We, we have listen, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Um, Celine Dion. But you know, <laughs> but it comes back. You know, we we don't need to be standing on our. We're not trying to build this foundation ourselves because mm-hmm. when we do, it's gonna it's gonna fall. You know, we need to have that. And you know, Jesus reminds us of Isaiah twenty nine thirteen, and he says this in Matthew fifteen. You know, these this people honors me with their lips, but the heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines human commands. Mm-hmm. Meaning, what they're trying to say is to say, listen to what I have heard. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the scripture said these are false. Prophets, these are false teachers, wolves in sheep's clothing to come in to try to deceive the church. That's the point because the enemy wants to knock you off of your foundation and to make you feel because isn't that the heart of sin Mm -hmm. is where sin says, I want to make myself better than who God is. I mean, that's when the that's what happened in the fall. Mm -hmm. So that's what we need to do is guard ourselves to say, if I'm going to stand on the Bible, I know I know it's it's living, it's active, as in Hebrews 4. You know, as it says, so we need to stand here because we know it's not going to move that. That's our rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we think of uh, foundations, because someone out there may say, well, you know, I thought Jesus was the foundation. And I think of 1 Corinthians 3, uh, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Um, yeah, we agree. And uh, we also believe that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um, and so Jesus is the Word. Scripture is the message of mm-hmm. of God sending His Son into this world to die for sinful man. And so um, the Bible is a, its own distinct thing. We're not saying the Bible is God. We're saying that the Bible is the book that tells us about God, it is the, the Bible that God inspired men to write uh, to tell us about Jesus and what He did for us. So, uh, so in that sense, we have Jesus as the foundation, and the Word is the foundation that tells us about Him. So, mm-hmm. all right, what thoughts do you have on this, Bryson? Yeah, going kind of off of what Josh was talking about, the foundation, you're going to have one in your life regardless, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you're either going to let the Word or the world, you know, be the foundation of your life. And so, you know, one of the the dangers and consequences of letting the world and culture um, be that foundation is right the moment, right? Our culture is telling us um, that truth is relative, right? And that's just kind of a fancy way of saying um, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. There is no absolute truth. Um, there is no, there. there's nothing to say that morally this is right and wrong. It's like you do you, um, you speak your truth, all that kind of stuff. And I think part of the danger in that is you you inadvertently actually then kind of become a slave to the world and and you kind of become bound to to that foundation now you know praise god for his grace you don't have to stay there um but i was thinking about this like you know our our culture really pushes um identity right 
what do you identify as? What are your pronouns? Um, who are you? And there's this really big identity crisis. And so yep. the, the, the crazy thing is we're, we live in a culture too that says be free to be you. And yet you are so bound by the culture. And I, I think about uh, John 8, 32, uh, where it says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And one of the beautiful things about being a Bible-based person in your life every single day, um, you know, just whether it's in person, online, the church you go to, um, like it actually, there's freedom in that, right? Like the crazy thing is, is that it sounds like if I follow the Bible, if I do what the Bible says, I'm going to be bound, I'm going to be held back, I'm, I'm going to be restricted. And yet the Bible actually speaks that there is freedom. I, just while we were talking, um, the verse in uh, Joshua 1, 8 actually came to my mind. So what I love about Joshua 1, 8 is actually the very first time that the Bible mentions the Bible, right? I just think that's, anytime there's a first, I just always think that's pretty profound. And and so it says, um, God speaking to Joshua says, study this book of instruction continually. Now he would have only had the first five books of the Bible, but that's just some context. So anyway, but he says, study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And it says this, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Like God literally tells Joshua, like, I want you to follow everything, right? Like, I don't want you to pick and choose. I don't want you to say, this sounds good, and this is my truth, and this is God's truth, and this feels good, and this sounds okay. Like, he's, he just says, obey everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, you know, blind faith. It's just, that's obedience to the Word of God. But it says, he, he tells Joshua, only then, right, when you actually meditate on the Word, mm-hmm. when you obey it, he says, only then will you actually prosper and succeed. And, like, how many of us, like, don't want to have good success in life? How many of us don't want to prosper in life, right? And and to say that, right, that's not always in terms of like material. It's not to say if you obey the word of God, you're going to have a big bank account and a fancy car and a nice house. It's just to say like that you will, right, ultimately find biblical success. You will find godly success. Um, and I think that, you know, you, you will ultimately live a blessed life because you're not saying this is my truth, but I'm standing on the word on that strong foundation, like you mentioned, Josh, of, of God's truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, and and so of course, what's required there uh, to do that and to obey God's word is people have to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, if if someone comes in and just picks and chooses uh, some random verses, they may mm-hmm. end up trying to obey something that was never intended for them. Right. Uh, and, and so, uh, being a student of the Bible, again, we come back to that. But what I hear both of you say is kind of this um, this thought about objective truth versus relativism. Uh, and and I, we do plan to do a, a segment on that in, in future episodes, uh, maybe a little series on it. Um, but I think of Joshua 21, 25, which says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did whatever seemed right to him. Mm. And, of course, if you have no objective standard, really no authority over your life, then what is wrong? Mm. Right, I may not like something, mm-hmm. um, but what is why is it bad? Uh, we don't look in nature and say that a, a cheetah catching a gazelle and killing it is evil, right? Yeah. So then, is killing not evil, right? And so, for animals, we believe they're governed differently, of course. 
But we think that humans have intrinsic value, and we think that because the Bible says that, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible says that we're created in His image, that uh, there is a distinction between humans and animals. And and so just something as simple as that is, why wouldn't I murder someone? Mm-hmm. Well, because God's Word tells me not to. And now someone may push back and say, well, well, other people don't believe in murder. You don't have to believe in God to not believe in murder. Well, of course. you Like, I hope most people don't like murder. And the question is... <laughs> But Have you ever seen The Purge? <laughs> Just kidding. Don't, maybe, don't watch it. Not maybe, a good movie. Yeah, maybe people do. Uh, but but generally speaking, especially thinking of their own death, yeah. people would be anti-murder. Yeah. But why? I mean, just just definitionally, why? Why are you against it? What's the reason? Is it because you don't like it? Okay, well, someone else does. And if we get to a point of relative truth where um, whatever I... Uh, whatever seems right in my eyes, which is what, what Judges 21 is talking about, whatever seems right in my eyes that I do, is that my only standard? And the consequence of not being Bible-based is we've abandoned our authority. Mm-hmm. Scripture is the authority over our life. It is it is the thing that God has given us to guide what we do, um, good or bad. I had an ex- example um one time I was working as a, a civilian, um, not not as a pastor, uh, had a group of co-workers that were arguing about something, and it was actually a Bible topic. And so I came walking in the room, and it was very common for when I came walking in the room to ask me a Bible question. And so uh, they did, and I gave my answer, and this one individual, just right as I started my answer, I could tell they were in disagreement, and they just didn't like it. And no. they got up and stormed out, and, and just were irate. And the problem was is they liked what they believed. Mm-hmm. They were not ready to surrender to what Scripture said was true. And that's a hard thing for any of us because if you read enough of the Bible, you're going to come across things where it challenges you. It, mm-hmm. it presses in on your um, your preferences, mm-hmm. your your tendencies, your habits, dare I say your sins. And and it may it may ask you to repent wow. of those things. The nerve, <laughs> the nerve, right? Um, well, any other thoughts on this consequences of not being Bible based? You know, like uh, have you ever read Mere Christianity? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis. Do you remember the crooked line when they talk about the argument against God? Do you mm-hmm. remember that? I don't. It's been too long <laughs> it's since. Been don't ask long. me to like. Don't ask me to like share it. But I know what you're talking about. You know, when he talks about the argument against God, and I had to pull up the quote so I wouldn't get it wrong, but, um, you know, my argument against God was that in the universe seems so cruel and unjust, but how had I got the idea of just and unjust? Mm. Yep. It says, a man does not call a line crooked unless he has some idea of a straight line. Oh, that's good. And, you know, so that... That's Spit and fire, <laughs> C.S. Lewis. It I love is. it. I'm just bothered that Josh was web browsing while I was talking. But it was, it was for a greater cause. It was, it was for a good cause. It was multitask. Okay, yeah. that's true. Multitask. Yeah. I can listen to this later, right? I can find out what you said later. That's true. That's I'm true. sure you will. Yeah. I'm sure you'll take notes. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I wanted to say one more thing, just thinking about doctrine and the things that we believe. Oh, do you have one more? To yes, add? and I actually wrote it down because I want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, your verse that when you quoted. Well, you said Joshua. It was actually yeah. Judges. Oh, yeah. So you said Joshua the first time. I wanted to quote that to make sure that was correct. Judges 21, 25. <laughs> I can't read, yeah. apparently, because it's right here in my notes. We all Judges. put out Joshua verses, yeah. so I Obi's totally get it. Obi's a good steward of the word, or student of the word, but words are hard. Words hey, are if hard. I could throw out something mm-hmm. really quick. So we talked about being Bible-based, and then you said be a good student of the word. And I think it would be bad to end this without actually just at first discussing the fact that 
Um, to be Bible-based, you said this, Obi, you have to be in the Word of God. Yep. And I think sometimes that seems like a daunting task. Um, but Pastor Doug shared this not too long ago. I've seen many, many things that just reaffirm this. Um, 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day. If you are a slow reader and you spend 15 minutes a day in the Bible, you can actually complete the entire Bible in one year. That's it. Like, I mean, that's half the time of a TV episode. Um, that is half the time of this podcast, um, right? Like, that is 15 minutes is is in our day. It's, it's nothing. I mean, it really, I mean, we have 15 minutes a day. And so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening and you're like, okay, this sounds like great in theory. How do I apply this? <laughs> Um, you can do this, right? You can be a student of the word. There are countless, countless, countless free resources available. Um, of course, be careful and cautious, just like we said, you know, what, where you go for those resources. But um, if you'll commit 15 minutes a day, um, I, I believe it'll be life-changing and transformative for you. That is good. And I usually tell people to start with the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and But there's all sorts of Bible reading plans out yep. there. Some of those uh, resources Bryson yep. was talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to think of one last consequence, and I want to kind of leave people with this to think about, Philippians chapter 1, and, and yes, my other quote was Judges chapter 21, verse 25. Apparently I can't read today, but uh, this one's Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. It says, and this I pray, and this is Paul talking to the church at Philippi, and this I pray that your love will keep on growing. Now, that sounds like a good thing. Everybody wants love to grow. That's a good thing to love more. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't just say alone. He says, this I pray that your love will keep on growing in knowledge Mm -hmm. and every kind of discernment. Because here's the difficulty. We can love things that are bad for us, Mm. right? If I can eat burritos every day, just all day, I would. I love them, right? They're, They're really good. What but I should eat the love. I love it. You don't like burritos? I mean, they're okay. Are you talking about like the frozen burritos or no. like? Oh, okay. Then no, I like. like the, I thought you were talking like about like the store made by my wonderful wife. Okay, they're, those they're are delicious. Good. Those are good burritos. Uh, but I shouldn't eat them every day, and I should have a vegetable occasionally. And, and you got lettuce and some and fruit. tomato and no, the I don't put that in my burrito. In yeah. <laughs> but here's the point: it says that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment. Because we can love things that are bad for us. We can love things that are wrong. And in verse 10 he says, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day Mm -hmm. of Christ. So there is a goal here to live godly for God. And and having scripture, I think of in Psalm 119, I'll hide hide your word in my heart that I may not sin against God. Um, So this says... I, I grow in love, but I do it in knowledge and discernment so I may approve things that are superior or excellent so that I can be pure and blameless in the day of Christ. And that word blameless can mean sincere, but if you were to look up a literal translation of the word, it actually means without wax. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting statement because the picture is that of a vendor in, uh, in New Testament time period, and they would make a pot. Right, and so you'd have imagine a vendor if he accidentally drops a pot. Right, the good thing to do would be to throw it away. But if you're a corrupt vendor, you would uh, put uh, wax over it, kind of put it back together, wax, and then you'd paint over it. Mm-hmm. So a person who was a wise shopper would go and they would hold it up in the light in the sun, and they would see if there were any cracks in this pot. Mm-hmm. And so to be without wax mm-hmm. meaning means that you're sincere, that it, you're like a pot 
that I'm not trying, and this doesn't mean you're not perfect, that you're not broken. It means you're not trying to hide things from God, right? Mm -hmm. That when you're standing in the shining light of God, the discerning judge who will judge the entire world, that we'll be able to stand before him Mm -hmm. pure and blameless through the blood of Christ, Mm -hmm. but also not trying to pretend to be something that we're not. And so you see this here that uh, Paul wants people's love to keep growing in knowledge and discernment. And that's really what God wants uh, is for us to love more and more but he wants us to love in truth, mm-hmm. not lies, not things that are bad for us, so that we may approve things that are excellent, that are superior, may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. All right, anything else to add, guys? Well, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in, listening to us, and uh, we pray that you are um, desiring to be part of a Bible-based church. We uh, you know, if you're already part of ours, then uh, happy for that and uh, enjoy fellowship with you. Uh, but if you're looking for a church, we'd love to have you check us out. Um, if you're not in our area and you're listening from distance, then, um, man, I just pray that you find a church that cares about mm-hmm. God's Word, that makes, uh, that has a high view of Scripture, that believes God's Word is the authority, that it's inerrant, that it's uh, it's central to the life of faith. Well, thank you for listening to Faith in Real Life, and don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life. And if you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, we'd love for you to stop by and visit one of our church services and a small group, which we call Life Group. And all of those are online or on per- in person. And you can find out all the details about things happening in our church through social media and at fbcofound.org. That is fbcofound.org, and we will see you next time.